And obviously, you got to get past South Carolina first. That's the first test. To get in, you need to get past LSU. But we haven't won against LSU in four years. But, I mean, let's look back at that Kentucky game. We hadn't won against Kentucky in, like, 11 years. Alcorn State, we've got 11-1 win. Definitely won that game because John Rice Plumley played. Are there catchers out there stealing bases? <laughs> Josh Mallett's getting in there and get his first career win with the Rubs. Got ULM this weekend, three games. They just got dominated by Louisiana Tech. He's also a lefty, so we're going to see two lefties this weekend. Our boy Peyton Chattinger is going to be back this weekend. Um, Jet and Jeer. Jet and Jeer. We could get Nolan Ryan out there, and we'd go out there and score 15 runs. The power arm righties. I had a cat come out throw like 59 at one point. More selective on pitches we're swinging. We've been walking more. If you happen to be there, I will be there with Bay Shack stickers. Howdy. Welcome to the Bait Shack Podcast, presented by hashtag Come to the Shack. Your home for freshwater fishing tips, grumblings from the grove, big game banner, and all the chum you can feed on regarding University of Ole Miss Athletics. We're coming to you from the Land Shark Lounge on Lake Sardis, so grab a cold one, sit back, and reel in the Bait Shack cast. Welcome to episode 37 of the Bait Shack. This is March Madness. It is here. We've got some baseball going on this week. Just coming off of a weekend sweep. Hoping to do it again. And uh, tonight we've got Cody, Soren, Randy, and myself. Um, And we'll start it off right away with some basketball talk since the bubble is ever-changing. So tonight, the latest we have, it's uh, currently Wednesday night at about 8.45 and Lenardi's latest tweet for for Bracketology has Ole Miss at the top of the next four out. Um, the only action tonight, really, Duke beat Louisville, so they've now moved up just behind us. They've got Florida State tomorrow. Um, so we got to be hoping for a loss there because if they beat Florida State, uh, they're ranked number 15, so that's going to be a big boost for them. They probably jump us. And Xavier lost tonight to Butler in their first round of the Big East tournament, so that's going to help us out. As of right now, they're still ahead of us, but... With a win tomorrow, I would think Ole Miss could hop them. And, of course, if we do what we need to do and beat LSU as well, then that definitely helps. But looking ahead, uh, Randy, we didn't have you on Sunday night, so you might have missed some of the, the bubble talk. But, I don't know, give me uh, what what do you think we need to do to make sure we get into the tournament or at least put ourselves in the best you know position possible? To I think to get in, you need to get past LSU, and then you need to compete well against whomever you face next. And by compete well, I mean – don't lose by 20. Look competitive. If you lose, you lose. Um, I think we're in the side of the bracket with Arkansas. And so I think that's who they play if they beat LSU. I mean, barring an upset, if Arkansas continues to win. Um, I think if you beat LSU, you're you're in uh, good. I put good in air quotes. You're going to sweat a little bit, I think, either way. But I think you're, you're okay. You should be in. Um, if you lose to LSU, you're pretty much out. There's pretty much no no chance if you lose to LSU. So they need to beat South Carolina tomorrow night. Um, that game will be starting about the time this podcast drops. Um, and then you need to go beat LSU. You get, I mean, you got to beat the Tigers, uh, the team you had scheduled late in the season. The game got canceled. Um, <clears throat> Kyle, we talked about it a few weeks ago. It just doesn't seem like Ole Miss plays well with LSU in basketball. Um, I think we, we've mentioned it a few times. Last time Ole Miss beat LSU was, what, 2017? 
Yeah. I mean, that's four years. That's four years since you beat LSU in basketball. That's that's pretty good, you know, record for them. Now, you could say that Ole Miss is due for a win, but it's the SEC tournament. LSU's going to want to win that game. They're going to want to play Arkansas to try and get to Sunday. But you've got to show out. You, I mean, you got to have your best game. You've got to play A1, beat LSU, and then just don't get blown out by Arkansas. Don't look awful. Don't give them a reason to leave you out. And I think you're in, but I wouldn't, like, I, it's not 100%, but I think you're in at that point. The bubble's so soft this year that I almost want to say you beat LSU, you're in, uh, just because of how bad it is. I mean, you know, we should have been off the bubble weeks ago, but even with those two terrible losses, we're still there. And actually, we're at the top of the next four out. Makes you think what could have been. But like you said, with LSU, Obviously, you got to get past South Carolina first. That's the first test. I think we should. They've had injuries. They've had COVID problems. That's a team that's it's all the makings for us to win. That's you know, it's in your pocket if you just do what you need to do. But with LSU, it's a team that's they're they're not good defensively. They're very bad defensively. I don't think they're coached very well. They're not very focused at times. But they have all the talent in the world. I mean, that's three or four of the best offensive players in the SEC, and that score seemingly every night. You know, it's hard to even get one of them off. A night we didn't face Cameron Thomas last time and they still outscored us by we lost that game what 15 20 points and they didn't yeah. have their best player so that's just that's my biggest worry about it but if you want to make the tournament you got to have that win yeah you got to have that win um you're looking at teams ahead of you right now and you said you know like you mentioned earlier Xavier lost tonight uh Lenardi has moved them down to the first four out but they're still ahead of Ole Miss um the Ole Miss has got a little work to do. They're still behind Memphis, which, Kyle, you and I talked about this the other day. I don't completely agree with that. I know Memphis, they're, you said you were the one who told me this, actually. Their net is pretty high, but they don't have a single quad one win. Um, I don't like that. I, I don't think that team should be in over Ole Miss. They're one above us in the, either the net or Ken Palm. I can't remember which one it is. And then they were like eight above us in the other one. I agree. It, it, it's weird that they're ahead of us. They don't have any impressive wins. I do want to say this. I know you guys have said that we haven't won against LSU in four years. But, I mean, let's look back at that Kentucky game. We hadn't won against Kentucky in, like, 11 years. And I know this is, like, a super off year for them. But, you know, who knows? I have faith yeah. in my ribs. You know, I'm going to get my high, my uh, my hopes up high. And I'm going to be extremely disappointed. But, you know, i got to back them. So, I think that is definitely a possible dub there. Um yeah, we'll just have to see what. Win, I yeah, I mean, we just have to see how it plays out. But, like you were saying, um, with the bubble, I thought I don't think Memphis has their game scheduled yet. I think they have to wait on like the first round in the American Cup tournament. But St. Louis is ahead of us. Fun fact: St. Louis beat LSU this year already. Um, I'm sure that's what's helping them stay above us. And then Utah State, they he has ahead of us too. I have no idea what's going on with their tournament or anything. So. Like you said, you just got to win. Um, and then one one more point with Xavier, and Randy, you and I talked about this on an episode way back when. Uh, Kiki Tandy didn't play again tonight for Xavier. And last game he got six minutes. And over the last two months, he's only had one game where he plays more than nine minutes. Didn't even play tonight in the final game of the year. And we just lost three guys to from the program. And we've got two seniors leaving, of course. Got some opening spots coming up. I, I just kind of wonder if that 
might end up happening because at this point i gotta think he transfers and depending on where he goes i know kentucky needs shooters they he, yeah that's a home state guy i don't think they offered him out of high school he might be a little more interested now and i would love to get him on our squad to be honest yeah you know you mentioned that name to me like two or three months ago and since then i've been trying to keep an eye out on him keep an eye out on what he's been doing and you know like you said they've already got three guys that are out maybe it's four is it three or four that have, for us? Yeah, for us that have announced they're transferring. I think it's just three right now. Sean sure. Robertson, Vaughn, and then... Uh, uh, C. Kadeem C. Yes, yeah, C. Didn't remember his name. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you've got, you've got some spots there. you got some spots that are opening up. Um, you know, if they want to go get him, I think you could. Um, Kermit's not impressed me, really, grabbing transfers. I mean, I say that. Jarkel and Romello were transfers, and they've proven to be decent players on this team. Um but Demencio Vaughn with a transfer. Didn't work out. Um, C, in a way, it was. Yeah, I was, was, was going to say C kind of was, I thought. And yeah. he really didn't work out either. Um, I feel like there's one more I'm missing, but it doesn't matter. Um, I do want to say, like, you, we were talking about bubble. This whole bracket is kind of weird to me. And I brought this up last night. Um, Kyle, I don't know if I texted you about this. And my roommate's actually the one that brought this up, Dylan Edwards. But so you, he gave me two teams here. The record against quad one. So team one, they're three and four quad one games. Team two is three and three versus quad one. Team one, their best win at home was the 18th team in the net. They're five and four against Q, the quad two. Team two, their best win was away at 21. Their quad two record's four and two. Those teams are very similar, right? One of those teams is Ole Miss, team one. Team two is BYU, who is in take- the tournament as a seven seed. Oh, wow. Lenardi has them as a seven seed right now. He has Ole Miss in the next four out. And those resumes are very similar. Do you have quad three and fours? Um, like, what, yeah. So is that, Like you said, I mean, I'd take team two, but for them to be a seven seed and that's on the bubble, that's weird. Ole Miss is two and two against quad three teams. I don't have quad four, but I do have that the Ole Miss team's worst loss was uh, versus the 94th team. BYU is seven and zero oh versus quad three, but their worst loss was away at a 112. I bet it's the quad three then, because it, it. So that's our Georgia losses, right? Uh, I would assume, yeah. That's probably what's doing it. Still, that's such a disparity. Two games have knocked you from being a potential seven seed to a next four out. Like, be what you safely in. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, I'm happy I'm not on those committees. <laughs> I am too, but that's just it's. I saw that he sent me that last night, and I thought that makes no sense. Like. Those are very similar resumes, and one is safely in, and one's fighting for their life in a tournament. Who who was the BYU loss? I don't have that. I just have numbers. I don't okay. have teams. Because I was gonna say, at least for us, when we played Georgia, we got kind of dominated twice. We didn't. We didn't even look like we should be out there with them for most of the game. I mean, they they just dominated us. Not not in like a big scoring way, but just the fact that we were never within more than like two three baskets. And I think a lot of the time when you have you you get like one mulligan almost. You know that one. Evansville beats Kentucky last year, and they're like, just ignore that. It was a fluke, whatever. I almost wonder if that's what they're doing with BYU, since that's their only loss out of quad one or two. But but anyway, um, so, you know, that's the story. Beat South Carolina, beat LSU. Randy thinks you got to do a little more. I, you know, I, I can see that. I can agree. The bubble's soft. Maybe you get in without it. Either way, you got to win those two games, so that's, that's step one. You do got to watch out for Duke. I think you brought that up a minute ago, did you not? They play yeah. Florida State. 
Yeah, if they beat yeah. Florida State, they're going to hop us. I didn't realize that Duke had gotten so high up in the bracket. Um, well, I wonder why. That name, <laughs> hey, that logo on that uniform means a lot, don't it? Yeah, they just fought back from <laughs> the bottom of the the bottom of the well. Those Duke Blue Devils. And so, Ole Miss fans, if it comes down to those two, I can guarantee you they're picking Duke. <laughs> I would yeah. put my life savings on that they're going to pick Duke over Ole Miss. Duke is doing what the committee wanted Kentucky to do all year, and Kentucky never did it. So, yeah, if Kentucky had won five in a row, shit, they'd be in there too. Oh, they'd yeah. be right oh, there with them. Their Ken Palm's still above fifty. I think they're like forty-five. I don't know what their net is, but I bet it's not too bad. Probably they weren't similar. Those numbers are usually pretty close. Usually, yeah. But anyway, we can move on to baseball. Last night, Alcorn State, we've got eleven-one win. Um, dominated all game, really. The pitching looked great. The hitting, pretty good. Um, Cody, what did you see that you liked? Uh, I know you watched probably more of the game than the rest of us. Uh, which, what did you like from the game? What didn't you like? Well, what I liked is more of what we've seen the last week. We've been more selective on pitches we're swinging. We've been walking more. Uh, I like seeing the younger pitchers get in there. Josh Mallett's get in there and get his first career win with the Rubs. Uh, I mean, there wasn't much to it. Alcorn State isn't a very good team. We handled, went out there and handled business, and we move on. Yeah, it's a team that almost beat us last year, took us to extras. Were you worried at all about that going in? Absolutely not, especially after their little tweet that they posted. <laughs> hey, hey, Rubs, remember us? I was like, yeah, th- this is going to end badly. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's like, remember us that time that we almost beat you? Yeah, that's sure. <laughs> the, sure. Uh, the, sure. The, the second baseman, whatever's Garcia, I think the guy that was like four hits last year, home run. Glad to see we figured him out this year. Because if he went for another career game against us, his batting stance was so weird. I don't know. I just, <laughs> that wouldn't have sat right. Uh offensively what did you like i know you were telling us a little bit tim elko had a good game right absolutely tim elko's been absolutely on fire last week i mean to say the least uh i mean i like seeing dunhurst go in there and walk four times and get his get this he is now three for three on stolen bases how about that yeah, I didn't expect him to be such like <laughs> devil on a base pass. Like, are catchers out there stealing bases? <laughs> and uh, let's not forget the fact that we definitely won that game because John Rice Plumley played. John Rice Plumley is now is it six and zero, seven and zero? I think it's six and zero. I can't even keep up, man. It's just... <laughs> it's just yeah. I mean, we can't keep up. It's just he wins. We win so much with him. It's just. It's hard to keep up, man. He had a he scored a run, had a hit. I mean, the only thing left for him to do is pitch. I think he can do maybe that. We'll, maybe we'll get to see him this weekend. <laughs> um, and then one other thing to touch on. I know a lot of a lot of anger towards uh, first baseman, um, one Kale Baker. So from what I heard, I didn't see it, but from what I heard, he Ryan Olenek to the base pass. <laughs> And then, did he have an error, too? A fielding I, I, error? I don't know. I, I, just, I saw a lot of anger towards Kale Baker. So, uh, he, he doesn't he, seem to do, be doing many things right lately. Yeah, the way my uh, buddy put it, he had one of like the worst games. Just a shit day all the way around. Well, Bad he did have our one error. So. 
There's there that. it is. Hopefully turn that around. Um, but looking ahead, we've got ULM this weekend, three games. And um, overall, I, they're not too good. I know last year they came in 12-3, and three, finished the season 12-5 and five after we beat them twice. This year, I believe they're maybe, what, like 5-7 and seven or something. I, they're not anything wor- to be worried about. They just lost. They just got dominated by Louisiana Tech. And um, I guess we can start off just kind of quick reaction. What, what do you guys think on the weekend? Is this a 2-1 and one series, 3-0? and oh? I mean, what are you expecting? This should definitely be a sweep. This you should sweep this team. Um, they're five and four on the season, like you said. They just got dominated by Louisiana Tech, who Ole Miss is going to go play next week. I'm looking at their pitchers right now for um, the ULM. It's not great. Uh, their Friday starter is Ty Barnes. He's got a five point two three ERA. Their Saturday guys, Ty, uh, I guess Tyler. This, this is an asshole way of spelling Tyler. Um, Tyler. <laughs> T-Y-L-O-R. <laughs> yeah, that's an asshole spelling. I don't like that. Ty Lore Jans. Uh, he's our Saturday guy. He's got a 7.94 ERA. And then actually their Sunday guy, another Tyler, Tyler Lyon, or Lean. He's got a 4. Spells it correctly. Yeah, he's got a 4.5 ERA. So you're going to have Ty, Ty Lore, and Tyler pitching this weekend. <laughs> um, I really hate that. I'm not going to lie. I hate how Ty Lore spells his name. That is um, not the correct spelling, sir. And so you know he's going to go out there and pitch six scoreless just to piss you off. Probably, because I'll have to listen to his name over and over, but his stats are not good. He's got a 2.65 whip, uh, no wins, no losses in two games. He's given up eight hits and two stars, five runs. I mean, it, this cat, his average, he gives up a 348 batting average. Like, Ole Miss should dominate that. They They should eat him alive Saturday. Um, now Saturday is going to be a little odd because you're not going to have Gunnar Hoagland there. You're going to have Drew McDaniel rather than Hoagland, who's going to pitch Friday, because Doug, Doug Nikhazy is sitting out this weekend because of a what was it a chest or a bicep strain? I think it was a I think it was a pectoral or a bicep or something like that. It's a strain in his upper body, so he's sitting this weekend out. Um, Ole Miss fans, don't freak out. It's okay. They, they should still win. Uh, Drew McDaniel has shown that he can be a really good pitcher. He's pitched some solid innings this year. If he doesn't, if, he, if you need to bail him out, you've got a good bullpen. So you should be able to get that win still without Hoagland on Saturday. I'm interested to see how Hoagland handles a Friday night. He hasn't pitched a Friday night. I think he might have freshman year, but that been once. And I may be wrong on that. I don't know if he's pitched a Friday night in his career. And so I'm interested to see how he pitches on a Friday night. Um, short rest for him. Only one day. I think he can handle it. I mean, he's a pro. He'll be a pro pitcher. He can handle this. So, I expect three and zero. I expect a win in every game. I'll be at two of those games actually. Um, if you happen to be there, I will be there with Bait Shack stickers, sitting either in left field or down the foul line in left field. So, come find me, or I'll find you. Look for the very tall man with long hair. Yes, and I'll be I'll be wearing a bootleg Gunnar Hoagland jersey, so I'm easy to spot. So on that, I think it's a good weekend, a good opportunity, just to kind of see what McDaniel can do, see how he looks on the weekend spot, because that is going to be our guy once all three of these guys are gone. And it's also like you said, it's a good opportunity to see what Gunnar can do in the Friday night spot, because like you said, he hadn't had a chance to do that yet. Yeah, and I I hate that I don't have Reed here for this joke, but um, our boy Peyton Chattinger. 
is going to be back this weekend. Um, Chat and Jeer. Chat and Jeer. So, Chatagnier is going to be coming back, playing second base. That's solid. It brings a lot of energy to this team. Um, you hope that he can, he looks healthy. You hope that he has a really good game. And, you know, he comes back with that energy and that fun that he's kind of been known for since he got here. Um, McCants and Garrett Wood played pretty well in his spot. They had some, had some issues, but... McCants is a freshman, and I think Wood is too. If he's not, he's a transfer. He's a newcomer. Um, they had some mistakes. They had some young mistakes, but they they played fine. They didn't implode or anything. So on the note of the ULM pitchers, I do want to say Ty Barnes in last year's shortened season, four starts, but a larger sample size. He was 2.16 ERA and 3-1 and one on the season. So he is capable, at least, of being better than that seven or whatever ERA he has. Five, two, three, yeah. Oh, okay, it's the other guys that have seven. Ty Lore has seven. <laughs> Ty Lore. Well, okay, and then that's the next point I wanted to touch on. I'm not sure if he's going to pitch this weekend as a starter anyway because their midweek guy is um, Cam Barlow. He didn't pitch their midweek game this week, and, I'll almost, and he's a lefty, so I almost wonder if they're going to do – what Belmont did, t- throw a lefty in there, just kind of switch it up on us. It's weird to me that he didn't pitch their midweek game because he's got the best numbers on the team. Like, he's the guy. I'm wondering if they're moving him into the weekend rotation. Who pitched yesterday against Louisiana Tech? Uh, Cole, hang on a second. Was it, it Cole Christened? I don't know if that sounds right. Hang on. That kid's got a zero ERA, so probably Cole, not. Cause Cole Martin. Okay. It was Cole Martin. Okay, yeah, Cam Barlow, like you said, he does have their best numbers. And I saw his stats earlier, and it did make me kind of wonder if, if he was going to get bumped into the rotation because his stats are good. I mean, yeah, he had two solid midweek starts. He's a freshman. I'm wondering if they're throwing him into the weekend ro- rotation now. And just Andy's a lefty, perfect opportunity. You know us. We don't exactly kill the lefties. And their Sunday guy, too, Tyler Lane or Lane, whatever it is, he's also a lefty. So we're going to see two lefties this weekend, which – Brace yourselves, folks. That probably means we're seeing Kale Baker a lot. Lafleur's probably just getting at least one start, I would think. But the lefties always worry me until we prove that we can like dominate them. Yeah, those soft tossing lefties are even worse. Like those cats. Corn State. Yeah, those cats that come in throwing (laughs) sixty-eight, and you're like, holy shit, like. It's always been funny to me how, like, we could get Nolan Ryan out there and we'd go out there and score 15 runs. But if you come in, throw, like, a little leaguer in there, we're going to, like, struggle. It's funny. It messes their timing up so much. Um, the power arm righties. We pretty much rake on them. Yeah. I think it was last year or year before I went to a game. They played Pine Bluff. Um, Ray Falk actually made an appearance for Ole Miss, so that tells you how the game went. Um and Alcorn, I mean, not Alcorn, Pine Bluff had a cat come out throw like 59 at one point. And I looked at my friend, I thought, I could throw faster than that right now. Like, I could stand on the mound and probably throw faster than 59 miles an hour. Like, that is a bad throw. <laughs> it's like their pitching coaches, like, tell them their pitchers go up there, like, throw as slow as you possibly can without, like, not bouncing it to the plate. And that was a fastball. It wasn't like a changeup that just was real slow. It was a fastball coming in at 59, and I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> Sure. You know it's bad when you can see all the way in, in right field. You notice the pitch is getting there that much slower. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's bad. I sit, I sit behind home plate a lot, and you could do the same. You could like watch the ball, and you're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I can see the rotation on the ball. <laughs> it almost makes it more impressive that they're able to adjust 
week to week like that. Yeah, because they don't go like winless. Like they'll they'll win games. Yeah. Like, who the hell are and they we, beating? We were talking about that um, off air a little bit, Cody and I. Look at our non-conference schedule. Yeah. Like just just take a look. Do we lose a game? Because we we were saying how like I I didn't really watch the game last night because I was like I just expect to win now and the last few have just been such huge blowouts it's like yeah but like we're gonna lose one you you always do you always lose a midweek it's just gonna happen but then I started looking at our schedule and was like which one of these are we gonna lose if I did Louisiana Tech is would be my guess yeah I was gonna say if I had to put money on it La Tech would be one I think they break out the gray uniforms against those and that's an automatic loss so um I think I think Louisiana Tech would be one of those but. I mean, shit, after the first weekend, I think I said you go undefeated not a conference and then you lost two games. So I'm going to be hesitant to say that. I haven't watched much baseball since that first weekend. I've just had some family stuff going on. been out of it a little bit. I've been keeping up with it on the stat tracker. But, I mean, they're they're winning. They lost a series to UCF, who I, – I mean, I'm going to correct myself. Last week I said UCF would be a host team. They won't be. They're 3-8 and eight right now. They're, they're bad. They're a lot yeah, worse than I thought they were. <laughs> they, just, they just got swept by Liberty. Yeah, yeah. They took a bad bad sweep. Uh, I thought they were a lot better than that. They looked good against Ole Miss. They had won a few games there, here and there. Eh, they they took a step back. <laughs> Baseball's weird, man. Don't ever put us at number one again. Put us mm. at number two. Yeah. Be happy at number two. <laughs> I don't want, yeah, I don't want to be a one team, and I don't want to be the number one overall seed because that I, know, I just know that they will Lord send help me. They would send us a four seed that went like fifty two and three out in like you know Canada that would come in and just give us nightmares. I don't want that. Maybe a two seed. Give me the two seed. Give me just three cupcakes that we can come. They come in, we just blow them out. And... You remember the year they gave us Utah? Yeah, God, yes, yes. As a, was a they were as a four seed. Like, didn't they just win the Pac twelve tournament? Like... Yeah. Give us the Utah, the four seed? Jesus. I remember that vividly because I remember for like a week just yelling, like, why? Like, why this team? That was a rough regional. Utah, Tulane, and Boston College, I think. Yeah. None, none of those teams were – the teams we lost to didn't even win it. Boston College did. <laughs> that was a fun year. <laughs> I remember that. But, yeah, I, I just know, like, it's a four seed. We get, like, Stanford or some shit, some really good team, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, Why? <laughs> I want Alabama A and M as my four seed. They're they're a four seed every year, and they lay down every year. Give me them. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually play like Auburn or Florida. They're close State. enough. Yeah, that's true. They usually get Auburn, uh, Auburn or uh, all Florida State. I think Mississippi State might have got them once. Southern Miss, maybe. Maybe they always lay down though, and they get beat by like twenty five point runs. So give me them again, or give me them for once. Sorry. I just want to say that if. Alabama A and M is a uh, is constantly a four seed or whatever in these. I mean, that's a pretty good postseason like appearing. You know, like I don't, I don't really know how that works, but they I win the like tournament. It's okay. Well, there you go. I mean, that, that I mean that's pretty consistent. You know, like props yeah, and I give them credit. They they win their their tournament and their conference most years. The problem is their their conference is like a high school conference and. They get sent to an SEC team and get just murdered, but that's why I want them. So I mean, yeah, they're doing what they need to do. They're really impressive for what they are. They they win games. I don't even know what conference they're in. I think they could have been SWAC for all I know. Um, 
Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm not even gonna guess. If if I had a gun to my head, I'd say swack, but I don't know that. Let me look it up real quick because I'm kind of curious about that. I think it's an HBCU, and that makes me think swack. Just because they are Jack- an HBCU. Yeah, because it's like Jackson State and Alcorn. I think swack too. Um, Grambling is swack. Soren's yeah, they're, yeah, they are a swack school. Okay, so Alabama A and M is. Yeah. Cool. All right. So. Take the gun off my head. I got that one right. <laughs> so speaking of terrible teams, it is March 10th. Missouri has just won their first game of the month. Yeah. Um, that team, no comment. Uh, they were recruiting a former Ole Miss pitcher, and that's all I'm going to say, um, that's at a JUCO right now, and then decided they did not want him. And I think they need him. <laughs> I think they could have really used him. So their pitching is awful. They definitely could have used him. We don't play them this year, do we? Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get the hard teams. We don't get they, they won, By the way, the win was 2-1 to one against St. Louis. 2-1. to one. Hey, they were a four seed at Oxford once. St. Louis. Yeah, three years ago. It's a different team now. <laughs> well, I know. I'm just saying... So I, I was like doing some. I was looking them up a little bit. Missouri has half of the team with an ERA over nine. You know what I would do if that happened here? Two of the starters. I would simply murder Mike Bianco. If that happened here, I would. I'd build a car bomb for Mike Bianco if we had that happen Whoa. here. Whoa! Yeah. Look, I Pause. just Pause. subtle warning, Mike. <laughs> That's not subtle. Subtle warning, Mike. You roll out a team where half the pitching staff is over a 9.0 ERA. Come, you need to move. Well, they're also they've played Grand Canyon, Omaha, and then the the Frisco had like Oklahoma, Dallas Baptist, and uh, or Houston Baptist, whichever one it is so, in Arizona. This is a great time to bring up. Um, we should kick Missouri out. I don't hate that yeah. take. No, what I think a, we talked about this during football season. Like we did, we, we talked about it. We're bringing it, it up again. We're bringing it back, baby. I don't hate that take, Cody, because I mean, what do, <clears throat> what do they bring? I know the point was to get into that Kansas City TV market, but do people in Kansas City really give a shit about Missouri? Does anybody City, give a shit Missouri. about Missouri? Fair. Yeah. I don't even think Missouri gives a shit about Missouri. Does, does the St. Louis TV market care about Missouri? No. I mean. I, I've seen billboards I, there, but that's about it. I never understood adding them. That always felt really, really weird. Um, well, they were great in football the first two years. They were great yeah. in basketball at the time they joined. Never really done much in baseball. They had Tanner Hawk. And basketball just fell off. I meant since they joined the conference, sorry. Yeah. But basketball just fell off. And then football's fallen off. I mean, and then baseball is a joke now. This is terrible. I, I wouldn't be. I'd be surprised if Steve Beiser's still there next year. He but he shouldn't be. He's had he had a great first three years though. They had over thirty wins every year. They would have almost made the playoffs if they weren't. I think they were ineligible the one year, the year we beat them in the SEC tournament. But now this year, it's like holy shit. I mean, how, how many thirty SEC games? How many wins do you think they get? Nine. Cody. Eight. Soren. Price is right, me. I'm going to go five. 
<laughs> five. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to go like six. I was going to stick in the six range. What did that state team do a few years ago? That really, really bad state team. What did they do? Right, they they won like eight or nine, didn't they? Um, What year are you talking? Because I thought Alabama's been like the worst every... Let me look this up. There was a Mississippi State team that was god-awful one year. Because I know the low is typically seven. I think that's pretty much where people hit. That's so and bad. I fucking imagine winning seven SEC games. I think I think Missouri might get lower, just based off of what I've seen. It's awful. That's really bad. I would stop really. watching baseball. I got love Ole Miss baseball, but I could not watch that. Well, in, watch in 2016... Missouri went nine and twenty-one. That's um, special. I'm going through. That, was, that wasn't even the worst, though. You know who was the worst? Who? Arkansas at eight and twenty-two. <laughs> well, the year after that, Alabama went five and twenty-four. And I was about to say the year after might have been the worst. Tennessee. The year you're thinking of is eight and twenty-two in twenty fifteen by state. Yeah, I remember that. That year was a uh, really rough for state, and then they of course rebounded the next year. And won the West. Okay, so. Alabama five and twenty-four. It's really I would, bad. I would simply purchase tickets um, on that Adirondack thing at uh, Swayze, at you know on top of the stadium. There's tables up there. I would simply purchase tickets up there and then dive headfirst off the back of it. Like <laughs> I, I would not five and twenty-four. They I go, think I think Soren might have the the right answer, the right guess here at five. If Ole Miss ever did that, I'd be on the field. Like we'd be fighting. Me and Mike would be fighting on the field right there. Like I'd be I'd be beer showering for strikeouts. Like not for what Miss. is this? Like holy hell! Missouri's worst finish was six and twenty-four. Their second year in the SEC. People okay. People do forget though. Before Mike was here, old that was Ole Miss. They were kind of doing that. We weren't five and twenty-four. Well, no, but they were bad. Oh. They were they were yeah, they, they weren't bad. They were just not good. That's uh, okay. We weren't Missouri bad though. Ole Miss baseball before Mike was like Vanderbilt football. Like that had we weren't bad. bad. There was no weird. history to that baseball team besides that one Omaha run in seventy two. We had three I, Omaha runs in the seventies. The last one was seventy two. Yeah, but we had three back then. Well, that's fine. It wasn't the seventies, and it was right around there. I don't even know if it was the seven. I know seventy two. They went was the last time they went for fourteen. But before that, they went a handful of times. Like the program is. And then we had, we had a regional in the two thousands, okay. something like that, early two thousands. Congrats. Um, you. Have, I mean, you're acting like we didn't do anything. Like we went to regional. Wow. Missouri's not Vanderbilt football barely makes a bowl game, and when they do, they. No, Vanderbilt barely wins one conference game in their conference in the SEC. That's like a special year for them is when they do that. They're not – okay. I mean, it's not perfectly comparable because you play more games in baseball. But Ole Miss baseball was really bad before Mike. Like, Mike is the program, and I think people fail to realize this when they're talking about firing Mike Bianco. Idiots. Like, I've, we've seen – I know we have all seen multiple people say fire Mike. Oh, I will right. not take Don Multiple people at every game. Every game. They go down like one run, and people are, fire Mike, fire Clem. It's like – I can't believe I see that every year. Pretty much every game. Not every game, I guess. Every series. 
about, at least at least once a week. We yeah. literally went to Texas and and f***ing beat three top fifteen teams, <laughs> I guess. And then Not we lose two games to UCF in like some off series, right? And and it's fire, Mike. It's fi- like, come on, bro. You can't sit there and like not look at what we just did. Okay, we've had some injuries already so far. So it's like, and, and shot and yay or whatever his name is is coming back. I mean, like that. If that's the mission, Chattagnir. yeah, Chattag, Chattagnir, Chattagnir, Um, I will say we've seen some bad, bad, bad takes from Ole Miss Twitter this week. I saw some cat and Kyle. You sent me this. He said he said if, if Ole Miss beats South Carolina, they're in the tournament. There's no way that happens. <laughs> like I would be shocked if it happens. If that happens, I will publicly come on here and apologize to whomever that is. But that was a bad take, my dude. I'm just looking at it. Xavier's already lost and they're out. I think South Carolina puts us ahead, but even then, eh. and then Duke's definitely over us. They probably put Memphis over. We don't get in if we don't beat LSU. Yeah, and like I got, like, I see people on Twitter saying that. I'm like, all right, do you watch basketball? I'm like, come on, like they need to win more than that, unless just the world ends. But I don't. We've seen some bad, bad takes, and then baseball is always just a bunch of bad takes. They, Ole Miss fans want to fire everybody. It's, it's every amazing. single week. I've been hearing fire Clement for like five or six years now. Oh, hire Cliff Godwin back as hitting coach. Like, yeah, he's going to take a demotion. Like, come on. That's so unrealistic. Like, dude's not coming back to be an assistant coach. Like, he's a head coach. I'll cut this. Although, maybe not, but hire Matt Braga. Oh, okay. I almost brought this up a minute ago when we're talking about Missouri. I almost said Missouri should hire Matt Braga just for the trolls. But someone who will remain nameless, we were discussing in private who our choices would be after Mike retired. Someone brought up Matt Braga. The, and if that name sounds familiar, remember the uh, I don't know, it was like 18 or 19 regional when Tennessee Tech rolled in and knocked Ole Miss out? Yeah, that was their coach, was Matt Braga. Matt Braga is now at Rice. Rice has not done anything since he got there. And I will say, he's, he's in his third year. Like I'm not saying the dude's bad, but he hasn't done much at that team and it's a historically baseball driven team and so i heard braga i heard who was the other dude brought up there was some other cat that came out of nowhere um y'all know who brought it up maybe you don't no i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of who it was i mean i remember we were talking about that i brought up andy conazaro because i was trying to think outside yeah. of the traditional I, I hate that guy. I don't ever want to see him again. Well, hold on, hold on. I, let, me, let me defend myself. I was, no, no, no. I think it's a great choice. I just I hate that guy. Outside of the traditional bring back Godwin, bring back McDaniel, or McDonald, sorry. Besides those traditional picks, I was thinking outside of the box a little bit, outside of Butch. I don't hate Conazaro because I don't think people realize that dude was, our ass. He was building a power down in Starkville. They're already really good. He was taking them to like perennial number one every year type good. And oh my God, they got Ole Miss got lucky. He got fired. I wouldn't hate hiring him three or four years from now if Mike yeah, retires. The, the only thing about him I don't like is that I mean, obviously he coached there, but like I like Andy. I mean, yeah, he coached at state, but I don't care. Kermit played at state. And I was gonna say I would hire him in a second. I, I mean, it's a middle finger to Mississippi State fans too. So win win. And for those of you, All right, if, you if you think State wouldn't have hired, it wouldn't have hired Hugh Freeze. They were crazy. They would have done it in a heartbeat. They I have no problem. This oh, year, yeah. After yeah. this season, 
I heard I saw multiple state fans say they wanted to fire Leach and hire Freeze. They would do that in a heartbeat. And it's basically the same thing. So they would hire Lane Kiffin right now too, if they could. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. I mean, no, he's, no, Randy. He's the best no. coach in football. No, listen, listen to me, Randy. No, Mike Leach is phenomenal. They don't want to get rid of him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's sure. setting a new standard in Starkville. Yeah. He's one of the – what was that one recruit that said he's like one of the most legendary coaches of all time or something like that? Talking about Mike Leach. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. There's this kid who committed to state. He was all – Mike Leach is like one of the best coaches of all time. And I, I just laughed. I was like – I, mean, I will say he is a legend. That doesn't mean he was great. But I do think he's a legend. He's not a legend yeah. for the reasons you want him to be a legend. He's a legend because he helped form and create a new form of offense that's still kind of used today. He's I mean, a idiot. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Don't sugarcoat or anything. When he randomly tweeted Dr. Seuss the other day. I was just like, okay, cool. That was but, funny. I, I'll admit. Okay, it was, but I was just like, what? It was funny, but... I mean, the, the, the dude is the inventor, him and Hal Mummy, of the air raid offense. Like, I'll give him his props there. Like, that's pretty cool. He's a legend. He'll go down as a legendary football coach. He didn't win very much. You know, he won at Texas Tech, and he won a little bit at Washington State. But he won big for, like, a year or two. Yeah, he did. Everywhere he's been. Yeah, he did well with Minshew. And then uh, Texas Tech, he did well with Crabtree and Graham Harrell. But outside of that, you know, he kind of struggled. I I don't care if you win uh, a couple years, you know, every decade. Like, win big. Like I want you to do it consistently. I don't like I don't want you to win big when like everyone else is having a down year. Like I want you to consistently do well. And that's he was fair. winning big in a big year for the Big Twelve though. They had like yeah. three teams for the BCS bowl. That year. was back when Kansas the was national good. championship. Oh Kansas, yeah, Kansas was like top five that year. I no, no, it was Texas, happened. Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Well, you're Texas Tech, Texas, and Oklahoma State. Sorry, because that was Des Bryant and Texas Tech. Michael Crabtree with the crazy catch. Yeah. What year was I thinking of? Third team. Kansas was 08, maybe? It might have been like the year before or something. Yeah. The Orange Bowl year. Yeah, they were really damn good that year. That team had a keep to leave on it, I think. Still blows my mind. How do you how do you get that shitty? I don't understand. Like They don't I, invest in it. They're, they're focused on basketball. I mean, Les Miles, again, is a legendary coach. But at the same time, it's at the end of his career. I don't think dude really cared. He kind of took it as a retirement job. Where it's just uh, you get a check and you kind of do what you want to do with no pressure. Um, you, I mean, you're not gonna you can't hire young guys. Like, I think somebody asked, maybe in our group chat, that would Levy take that job? And it's like, no. Like, that's a demotion from a D1 SEC offensive coordinator position to Kansas. Like, it's hard to hire some up and comer. That's basically Vanderbilt. Well, yeah. the thing, too, especially another thing with Kansas, too, is that, like, it's so hard to recruit there. It's so hard to get any momentum in general up there because of where it's located. And it, like, I don't you know. Have, you have to focus on junior college kids there because Kansas has a large junior college, um, a lot of junior colleges, like Mississippi does. Mississippi and Kansas are both of the two largest junior college football conferences in the country. And... You kind of need to focus on that, especially if you're a Kansas where, I mean, high school kids aren't going to come play for you, good high school kids. And so you've got to find diamonds in the rough, and you got to find JUCO kids that are, again, diamonds in the rough. But 
you know, they had they had that one year there where like Frank Wilson was recruiting for them, him and um, Les Miles, and they were pulling kids out of Louisiana, like four star kids that committed and never showed up. But I think Frank Wilson was there, wasn't he, Kyle? I think so. I think that's why they got those kids out of Louisiana. I know UTSA grabbed some kids out of Mississippi. They grabbed that linebacker, I think the kid from Tupelo, uh, Peter Gray. They grabbed him a few years ago uh, because of Frank Wilson. But, I mean, Kansas is a tough job. Like, Will Healy is not taking that job. I mean, Charlotte's, you know, not a better job per se, but you're not going to take Kansas and win eight games and then jump to a better job. Would you guys rather coach at Kansas or Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt. Kansas, because of the academic stuff with Vanderbilt. I I don't want to have to deal with not being able to get a kid in because his grades are bad. I don't even care at that point. I I mean, I'd rather have, like, an SEC job like that. At least – I mean, James Franklin um, showed that. I mean, you can win there. So that's what I was going to say. So with Kansas, yeah, you get – you have to play – in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, you have to play the best in the conference every year. At Vanderbilt, I mean, your East or your West team is Ole Miss, and let's face it, we've been shit for most of the decade. And I mean, Tennessee's been terrible, Missouri's awful, South Carolina's been down. You really just have to worry about Florida, Georgia, and then whoever your West guy is. And you get it's to pretty favorable schedule. Nashville. And it's not too hard to get kids to come to Nashville. I mean, yeah. I don't I, look, and I, I don't disagree with that. The academic stuff just always scares me away because, I mean, you look at these, you look at a lot of high school kids. A lot of the talented ones, sometimes their grades are a little low, and I don't want somebody to come to me and say, "Hey, that kid who wants to come here, he can't come here because his GPA is not high enough, or his ACT is not high enough." If I'm Kansas, I'm going to focus on junior college kids. I'm going to focus on kids in state. My only competition is Kansas State, who isn't that much better than I am. And I'm going to try and recruit locally. And I know that sounds like Mississippi made, but, I mean, Kansas can't recruit nationally right now. They're not pulling well, kids everywhere. You, you know what you do whenever uh, someone tells you that a kid can't come because of his grades, right? You do like Alabama and fake his uh, test scores? Just punch those papers. Man. Yes. Raekwon, uh, Raekwon Davis, baby. Amen. Kid couldn't, so that spell, fact. Kid couldn't spell his name. Um, how many games are there tomorrow? Four? Yeah. <clears throat> They're pretty well spaced. It's like 11 is the first game, and then the second one is five, maybe? All right, but that pretty much wraps it up for us. So remember, tomorrow night we've got South Carolina uh, scheduled to be an 8 o'clock start uh, Central Time, but I think it's you know based, basically off of game one or the game before it. So catch that. Uh, title ho- or Tournament hopes run on that, and uh, – got the weekend series against ulm so catch us there but remember to follow us on instagram and twitter at the bait shack underscore and we'll catch you guys next time